Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to This Is A Rewind, a look back at what wrestling used to be and possibly what it still should be. With me, as always, my tag team partner, Shelby Death Ray Patterson. What is going on? Hey there, dogs. How you doing? I am... Well, actually, I'm just really tired. I haven't been getting a lot of sleep. Oh, no. Why? I don't know. There's something wrong with me. I don't know. (laughs) I mean, I could have told you that without telling me that you weren't sleeping. Well, there's that. (laughs) 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 Oh, well, see, today we've got something special going. Yes, we Uh, We did your favorite match of all time. we did your least favorite match of all time. And we're going to review each other's, right? It is. Yes. yes. It, it is probably least favorite is probably not accurate. It's probably be most hated. Most hated. That's right. Because, yes. I mean, there's when we talk about this match, I, I have a guttural react. I'm getting upset just thinking about I it. I mean, I, I got heated as I was watching it and I had never seen it. Mm-hmm. Just within the first five minutes, I yeah. was already heated. So I can understand why this one, why you hated this one so much. Well, you know what? Let's get the hate out of the way and then we'll (laughs) let the love begin. I like that. I like that intro. Yeah. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So my most hated match and it, there are a couple out there that really anger me, but the one that really sticks in my craw is WrestleMania 20. Bill Goldberg versus Brock Lesnar. Now, for the historians out there, this is roughly around 2005, I'm thinking. And Bill Goldberg's contract was up, and it was not being renewed. And Brock was unhappy with the WWE schedule that he had been given. And he wanted to quit. And try out for the Minnesota Vikings. So he hadn't actually made it onto the team at this point. He just wanted to go try out? Yes. Actually, I think he had done a camp with them. Okay. Uh, but, but he wasn't, like, officially signed or anything. Right, right. Okay, see, that that's a little bit different. Because when no. we were watching it, you said that he was leaving to go play for the Vikings. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, okay, that makes sense. But now... That you say he's not, he wasn't even like signed with them or anything. And if I remember correctly, I think he did a a scrimmage with them. Okay. Once or twice. And I know. So that doesn't constitute an NFL contract. No, no. (laughs) Uh, And I think they they signed him to a uh, a developmental deal Mm -hmm. or something like that. Mm -hmm. But they ended up cutting him. Okay. Yeah. So <laughs> So regardless at this time, both of these guys were heading out the door. Yeah. And I was stunned at how much the crowd just generally hated both of these guys from the very beginning. Very and, angry. And I can I can understand heat. Right. That's part Mm -hmm. of the character. Right. That's part of the heel characters that you have heat. But when you have both of these wrestlers, the moment they enter the ring, they start booing them. They start chanting um, for them to go away, doing the na na na's (laughs) like the before they even start. Mm -hmm. It just it blew me away at how much heat they had from the very beginning. And it's not good. It's go away heat. Yes, it's, it's. not the good kind. Yeah, it's it's not the kind that you want. The redeeming factor in this match was Stone Cold Steve Austin was the special <laughs> guest referee. Which, that didn't make much sense to me, but when you explained it to me, it made a little bit more sense, but I still don't understand why, what his deal was with being <sighs> special guest referee. Well, uh, when you look at it from McMahon's perspective, he was like... These are two bulls, two titans. There's only one man that's going to be able to officiate a match of this caliber. Stone Cold <laughs> Steve Austin. And it's <laughs> But that that's not much of a story though. It's right? not, like, but that's all they had okay. and they knew that once people got wind that both these guys are leaving. They was like, well, uh, screw both these guys. It's We don't need them. And 
Well, I mean, they didn't really redeem themselves that much because the first 10 minutes of this match was just them staring at each other, yeah. question mark. Mm-hmm. Like, just not not doing anything and Nothing. really kind of feeding into the crowd more than I think they should have. Oh, my God. They were really so letting the crowd and what they were saying get to them during mm-hmm. this entire match. And I think that that's what hurt them a lot. A good friend of mine uh, said when we were watching this live back in the day. Yeah, you paid for this. I paid. You did. I paid 50 <laughs> smackers for this thing. Well, yeah, because it was a WrestleMania. Yeah. Like, you had this match on your WrestleMania card. Mm-hmm. Like, it. yeah. Anyway. And <laughs> we were... A friend of mine that was watching it with us just turned to me after the match was over and said, you know, I understand Bill Goldberg's position in this match. He doesn't know a wrist lock from a wristwatch. He can't do anything. Mm -hmm. But Brock can work. And should have taken over and said, this is what we're going to do. But he didn't. And he didn't. He Mm -hmm. was so disenfranchised Mm -hmm. with the company. He just wanted the match over with. Well, and that's, I feel like that is very indicative of the Brock Lesnar that we see now in 2022. Mm -hmm. Right? Because... He's very much like a Randy Orton to me, right? So when Randy wants to be there, Mm -hmm. he shows up, right? And he puts on some of the best matches, one of which we talked about on our last episode. Yeah, absolutely. And But when he doesn't want to be there, he can suck all of the air out of a match. And I feel like Brock suffers from that same thing because right now... Brock, you know, the Brock Lesnar that we're seeing right now is enjoying his time. Yeah. And he is loving being a face and, you know, just interacting with the crowd and like having a blast, it seems like. But the Brock Lesnar that we watched in 2005, he didn't look like he wanted to be there and it definitely showed. And it was, it was a piss poor match it was really bad it was all uh, but you know that this was the only I'll be careful how I say this uh the, the the one redeeming thing that we can say about Lesnar in this match you can still tell even though he didn't want to be there and it showed and he didn't really want to be in this match he just wanted to be back in Minnesota right even with that piss poor showing, you could still have a glimpse of exactly what a phenom he actually was as mm-hmm. just as a kid, as a 23-year-old kid. Mm-hmm. And it just when it when he took the bumps, when he sold for Goldberg, not that there were that many bumps, but I uh, mean, I think I counted a total of maybe six or seven moves mm-hmm. that they did in an entire what 15, 20 minute match. Are you are you counting the are you counting all of the spears as just one? <laughs> it's <laughs> yes, okay, yes, I am because Makes granted sense. there were about six or seven spears. Truth, okay, yeah, you're right, you're right, <laughs> uh, but a lot of it was the like. Nah, we're going to lock up and go back and forth, and that's really about it, Mm -hmm. right? That was the first 10 minutes of the match, and then they looked winded after that. And, you know, the the one thing that upsets me more than anything is they didn't call this match in the ring. This was a choreographed match. Which that is even more upsetting, right? Because it was... If it was already choreographed and telegraphed, mm-hmm. right, they they already knew what was happening. To me, it looked like they were struggling to call the match in the yeah. ring. Because yeah. there were moments where they would lock up and they would stay locked up for ages. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, I guess they're really talking it out in there. And then they'd break apart and then they'd do it again. And yeah. I'm like, do you not know what's going on? Like, no, that was they the- wanted to see the power struggle. And you, I, 
And the reason I keep doing the Vince impression is because you just, when you watch the match and you know what's going on behind the scenes, you just, you smell Vince in in this match. You just smell him coming out of the television. Well, just like we said in the last episode, like he was an on-screen character at that mm-hmm. time, right? So everything did kind of permeate his oh, yeah. persona, it I did. guess, right? So, mm-hmm. yeah, it was... I mean, the only redeeming part about this match was Stone Cold put or um, did a stunner on both Brock and Goldberg yes. at the end, and that was the biggest pop of the entire match. It, uh, yeah, without <laughs> question. As I, and he uh, drank like six beers yeah. <laughs> before he left the ring, and then tried to do the beer stun stunner spot with Goldberg, and it did not work and, and I was really disappointed because I saw him drinking the beer and then kick him in the stomach I'm like oh he's gonna do the like splashing beer spot and no have, have you ever seen the movie delirious no with John Candy okay mm-hmm. well that's not gonna make much of a well, funny listeners but. <laughs> will probably know what you're talking about well uh there's this moment where uh uh this son is really trying to impress his father that really just doesn't like him. And he, he gets frustrated with his dad and he takes a vase and he says, you gotta stop doing this to me, dad. And he takes the vase and he holds it over his head and he says, it's just like, don't, that's a very expensive vase. And he throws it down and the vase bounces and doesn't shatter. (laughs) And he, and the father looks at his son and goes, you can't even do that right, can you, son? It's the same thing with Stone Cold <laughs> and Bill Goldberg. I know that was a long walk to go on. You but. know what? I, I saw it. I saw the path we were going on, and I was following you. And it's fine. We got there. <laughs> <laughs> he screws up the stunner, and Austin just looks at him and says, You can't even do that right, can you, son? <laughs> he he couldn't like he flopped like a fish like yeah. he just it, not even a fish like a sack of bricks like yeah. he just kind of fell and I'm like I mean McMahon could do a better stunner in the well, day than he did Brock took a hell of a bump off of it yeah. and they had legitimate heat at the time mm-hmm. and you know and it was you know he was going away it didn't matter what he did sure and say he could have just bumped and rolled out of the ring and just landed on his feet and just walked out. But no, he took a hard bump, spun with it, rolled from the ring, and let, hit the ground. And, and let uh, Austin, like, kick him out. And, yeah. You know, yeah. No, it looked good. I wish that they would have gone out on that one. Right. Instead of the Goldberg one because they, I don't, yeah, it definitely didn't read as well so if you were watching this and you were doing a this is a takeover Mm -hmm. what would you rate this match oh um a hundred percent a negative five (laughs) like it was there there was no psychology in it no story Mm -hmm. like they both did terrible yeah and they both look sweaty and winded about Mm -hmm. 10 minutes in and it just it was not enjoyable yeah. at all. Negative five is probably harsh. I'd probably do it more. If I'm rating my show, which mm-hmm. you would do like negative four or five, I, I, I would call say it a if four, I'm yeah. doing it on takeover, I would probably give it an, a zero. Yeah, yeah. For sure. Because I am notoriously. Um, <laughs> You're I rate so mine, much kinder I than am, I am. <laughs> I am. But if I'm rating it on your show, I'd say negative five, but if it's mine, it'd be zero. Right. For on. Sure. I can dig it. Nothing, I can dig no it. No meat on these bones with this one. Okay. Let's uh, now let, let's move on to something a little happier. Yes. Go ahead. Please. So, okay. I told you this uh, before we went on air. Mm-hmm. I had a process because I had a really hard time pinpointing my favorite match because I am the type of wrestling fan that I just, enjoy wrestling so much Mm -hmm. that and this is probably indicative of my personality just in general I find the positives even like the really bad ones right (laughs) and I mean so basically I wrote down my top five first oh okay can I just run through those real quick please let's do the honorable mentions okay so uh, 
five honorable mentions because that's definitely <laughs> that would that would be something we would do on this as a takeover. Have five honorable mentions, <laughs> being like, no, everyone did a great job. <laughs> um, very millennial thing to do. I, guess. I, I you know, I wasn't gonna say it, but I did think it. <laughs> yeah, very millennial thing to do. So my first one, in no particular order, really. Okay. Or, no, there is an order. Just kidding. Um, so number five is Bray Wyatt versus John Cena. Uh, last man standing and payback 2014 okay okay so okay this is the one where the build-up to this was on a random raw bray wyatt had the really creepy choir of children that had all of the mask on kara's nodding her head she knows what we're talking about oh yeah that was (laughs) so good and at the time, I was just like, uh, I, I don't know if this is really for me. And mm-hmm. I had a whole thing where, like, I didn't do mask. And I punched my ex in the face because he surprised me with the mask. Like, I, I, I did not like any of this. Yeah. Right? But Bray Wyatt, for some reason, just him in particular, was just really resonated with me. Yeah. So that and then number four, Daniel Bryan at WrestleMania 30. Oh. Like, you can't. I, I had to say it. Like Great I couldn't match. leave that one out. Like Great just match. the build up with him in the the authority mm-hmm. and with Triple H and Batista and Randy yeah. Orton, like just so good. Number three is Undisputed Era and Team Champa at War Games twenty nineteen. Mm-hmm. That's the one where um Adam Cole and Tommaso take the air raid crash off the top of the cage right on through the table. There are very few war games that have taken place that I didn't like. Yeah. Honestly, a, a war games match was like this one in particular was in contendership for my number one. Now let me ask you something because yes. I, I, I do know you love and I'm going to stop you for one second yeah, on course. the honorable mentions. Uh-huh. <laughs> Have you ever seen a uh, 1980s, 1990s war games? Not one in its entirety. I have seen clips of it. Because they would play clips of it in the lead up to the first NXT war games. Oh, okay. Um, I think it was like 2017 was the first time that they ever did it. Yes. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah, they would play uh, clips of the one with like Flair Mm -hmm. and Dusty Rhodes and... Um, I can't, those are the two that I'm thinking of right now. Um, yeah, so I've, two that matters. yeah, <laughs> so I, I've, I've seen clips of it. I've never seen one in its entirety, Okay. but okay. war games was my favorite NXT takeover by far. I'll, I'll tell you a little bit of history and I know we're getting off subject, no, but you're fine. You know, that's what we do. We do. So, um, I used to wrestle with this company in Lincolnton and it just so happened that the bookers at the time, their favorite matches were the war games matches mm. as well. And to kick things off for our super shows, because we didn't have pay-per-views because you know we didn't have television. So we had super shows. And our WrestleMania, uh, we did a war games style match. Oh, wow. We didn't have two rings. We couldn't afford it. So we had one ring with a dog cage and barbed wire wrapped around the top, and we called it Brawl Games. Oh, that's great. And, uh, <laughs> th- yeah, that was uh, that was our <laughs> WrestleMania. Okay. And it was, but, yeah, just to add on to it, not that that had anything to do with, with Adam, but. <laughs> no, I mean, that War Games is, like, my favorite type of match. Now I've heard that it is terrible to watch in person because you can't really see a lot from what I've heard people that other podcasts that I listen to who have been to war games yeah. matches. Uh, well, I've never been to a war games match, mm-hmm. so, so I couldn't speak to it, but uh, yeah, I, I could imagine. Yeah. Cause like when you're watching it at home, like you have all the good camera angles and everything. Right. Um, but yeah, I would, if they ever do it again, which with this new NXT, I doubt they would, I mean, they, they did it before, but mm-hmm. it was war games, but the camo was all rainbow colored. Right. Right. And it's just not the same. No, it's, it's war games is not happy. Mm-mm. It's <laughs> no, not at all. Um, but anyway, I'm sorry. No, I, you're fine. Um, and then my second, um, or not second runner-up, but number two is Sasha Banks versus Bayley, NXT TakeOver Brooklyn 2016. Mm-hmm. And 
in my opinion, that's the best women's match I've ever seen. Right on. Um, right on. I mean, it was very much groundbreaking in that time because NXT was still young and nobody really knew who it was yet and no one knew who they were yet. Right. But it was by far the best match of that takeover and of that entire year. Right on. Um, I was going to do that one just simply because it's the best women's match I've ever seen. Sure. But then I remembered about this yeah. match that we watched. and Yeah. Well, you don't want to do the uh, best woman's match. You want to do the best match. Right. And, and honestly, it, Sasha and Bailey were great, but mm-hmm. my number one was number one for a reason. Um, but my best match ever is Johnny Gargano versus Tommaso Ciampa in Chicago to 2018 Street Fight. NXT 2018 Chicago. Yes. I vaguely remember this because I was watching NXT at the time. Right. But I wasn't paying as close attention uh, as as I probably should have been. So I kind of remember this match and I kind of don't. Well, see, this was the era of NXT where everybody knew who they were, Mm -hmm. but Vince didn't know. Right. Right. So we. (laughs) Vince just found out last year. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. And so it felt like you had to go into like a base, someone's basement to watch these matches. Right. Like they were all kind of seedy and kind of had an underground type feel to it. Right. And we all like we meaning like people who would who were fans would feel like we were watching something that was on the indies. But under the WWE umbrella. Yeah. Because this is when, back when Triple H signed all of the indie guys and drained the indies, mm-hmm. which that's can be a whole other podcast on why that's probably we, not great. We could talk about that. That's, <laughs> that's a long story. At the time, before I knew all of that, it mm-hmm. was great. Because yeah. you had all of these indie darlings that were now in this one show mm-hmm. that felt like it was a different company. Yeah. So you you were seeing what was going on on the main roster and people would leave from NXT to go because it was still technically developmental. But once 2018, 2019 rolled around, people started turning down offers to go to the main roster yeah. in favor of staying on NXT Yeah. because the fans were better. One of them is in this match. It's true. Yeah. Uh, the pu- the pushes that they got were better. Mm-hmm. Um, the storylines were better. Like, just overall, it was better. Yeah. And so then once people started turning down contracts to go up to the main roster, we were like, oh, shit. Like, this is, like, the real deal now. Like, this is the third yeah. show. And they tried to make that a thing for a while. And then I think that's when Vince was like, wait, I have a third show? <laughs> Yeah. Oh shit! I gotta, I gotta get my hands on this, and right. then it went to shit. But this, this match is my favorite, I think, because of the build that yeah. this had. Because they turned on each other, like at the last Chicago takeover. So it's like a whole year had has passed at this point when we get up to this fight. Yeah, and they just hate each other's guts and it shows in this match so shows it's the one thing that i said and like i said i kind of remember it but i kind of don't and the one thing that you can tell coming out forget about the vignette that that plays before it don't don't even worry about that just look at the faces of them coming out and you can tell they are ready for a fight and they start, they hit the ground running, bang, they're on each other. Mm-hmm. And it's it's like a tag team that split up and they're angry at each other and they're just going at it. Yeah, that's and, exactly what happened. Yeah, and, it's, and you can tell, and those are the feuds that I love the most. The ones where it doesn't have to be a technically sound match that's got its place and i've got love for technically sound matches and mm-hmm. you know what a what some pe- purist will call five stars uh, I, th- this would not be a five star uh in that aspect because the this this is about wanting to hurt the other person period point blank because 
you have, as Regal would say, you have besmirched me, good sir. Yes. And that's all you needed in NXT back then. Yeah. Like Gina and I make the joke all the time is that like feuds would start just because they looked at each other wrong backstage. Right. And then you would have like a, you know, six month feud over a bad look. Right. Right. But that's all it took and no one cared. Right. Mm -hmm. I mean, it simply took Tommaso turning on Johnny simply because they, they lost the tag team titles. Yeah. That's all it took. Yeah. After years and years of friendship, it took one loss mm-hmm. for him to completely turn his back on him and, and, that's the, and beat the shit out of him after that match. That's one of the best angles mm-hmm. that ever is like you lose the belts and that's the perfect time to do the turn. Right and then it just there. grew, right? Like the animosity yeah. just grew and over a year of just simmering and back and forth and like hurting each other where it hurts the most, mm-hmm. like Tommaso, like hurt his wife, hurt yeah. Johnny's wife and like brought her into it. And, you know, just they injured each other during this, during this feud and then yeah. came back. Like it's probably why it took a whole year, but there was just some spots in this match that you could tell that it was just perfectly placed. Oh, just beautiful spots. And you can tell it's a, Gargano is called Johnny Wrestling for a reason. Absolutely. Uh, man, this, uh, the one spot that's right on the top of my head is coming off of the balcony mm-hmm. uh, for a, a body splash. And he, Champa catches him perfectly. Mm-hmm. He hits him perfectly. It's just chef's kiss. <laughs> Beautiful stuff. Uh, yeah, but it's because they... I mean, they've worked together for years and, you know, they, I feel like they knew each other so well. And mm-hmm. I think I made this joke while we were watching the match, like you, you didn't have a pay-per-view without Tommaso or Johnny on it. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. During that time. So you, if there wasn't a feud with them or like a feud they were having together with someone else, mm-hmm. we didn't know what we were doing. Right. Yeah. And I think they were the backbone of NXT during that time to the point where they basically up until both of them were no longer in NXT were still in a feud mm-hmm. right like they were had been feuding from 2017 to 2020 like off and on for that entire time period See, it's that beautiful thorn in the side I like can't get rid of you yeah it's mm-hmm. it's flare and dusty that feud it doesn't as if Dusty was still alive today, WWE or AEW would find a way to put those two at odds one more time because it's the oldest feud ever. Mm-hmm. And they're going to do the same thing with Johnny and Champa later on. I, I, I know that, uh, I know that Johnny's gone, yeah. but you know, never I, say never I, in wrestling. They will, get back together in mm. some fashion. I think I think at some point Tommaso's going to go. Probably. I mean, it's I feel like nowadays it's just a matter of time when people get called up from NXT mm-hmm. that you either get put into a faction of some sort on the main roster or they push you really hard for like two or three weeks and then they completely forget about you for like half a year and then they look on the call sheet and see that your name's still on there and like hey we could save some money and cut this dude right right that's kind of been the trajectory over the over the covid era Mm -hmm. of wrestling right right and so I definitely think at some point in time they will cross paths again and I wherever it is I will watch it because you had made mention that the crowd was behind them from the very beginning and I think oh. they have always had the crowd like to the point where Without Johnny <laughs> takes his belt off and starts whipping Champa with his belt and the crowd starts chanting you deserve it. Yes. Like just little things like that that you're just like Damn, they could literally just sit here and slap each other in the face for five mm-hmm. minutes and the crowd would go nuts. And you got to have the crowd with you to pull that off mm-hmm. because that is, let's be honest, that's a heel move. Yeah. But when the story is that strong, it's justified. They're like, yeah, he sucks. Beat yes. him. Yes, exactly. And something else that I, I, I noticed, they went 
with a baseline formula. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, purists know what I'm talking about. Um, the baseline formula for a wrestling match is the what Al Snow calls the five stages of doom. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he says this with a lot of irony because he hates this. <laughs> I find it. I find that it works. Uh, babyface comes out and establishes that he is the babyface. Hill comes out and gets his heat. The babyface makes a false comeback, but it's interrupted. The heel and the face, they bring it up to its paramount. And then you have your go home. Mm-hmm. Five stages. That's exactly what they did. That is exactly. And you don't see that anymore, mm-hmm. basically because... People have stepped away from the purity of what wrestling is, and you and you're like, whatever you do, don't do the five stages. Yeah, but I think that's why I was so drawn to both of these guys at yeah. this time period because they reminded me so much of the old school way mm-hmm. of wrestling, right? Yeah. Like they had their technical masterpieces; they did have those matches. Sure, but then they had. Like, you know, the unsanctioned match that they had right before this one and then the street fight and then the one in 2020 where it was another unsanctioned one. That was their final one that they ever did. Yeah. Like they know how to do everything. Yeah. Right. And they've done the whole gambit, but they perform it in a way that, yeah, I guess if you write it out on paper, it's a formula. But like it just it just works. And the 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 bullshit ending <laughs> Is which you know so, I hate yes, so I much, do. but it worked. It in was this so match. works because you've got people they know they hate Champa. They also know more to the point they're supposed to hate Champa exactly, and they're following along right. So, well, because even with this, with the finish, I mean they have that that crazy spot where Johnny does the air raid crash off of the wrestling or the crates onto the, the two tables Mm -hmm. and you know, 2018 Shelby legit was worked and thought that Tommaso Ciampa had died in front of her eyes. And you ran to the gimmick table and said, I need a shirt. Yes. (laughs) I want that Thanos shirt that he was wearing. Right. Y'all he had a, a custom made tank top that had him as Thanos. Yes. And Johnny as Captain America. Like, what more do you want from this man? Anyway, I wanted that shirt so bad. <laughs> so, yeah, you had that spot, and then mm. he, you know, spits on his wedding ring and throws oh, it out. Oh, that was so great. And and then, you know, he's being stretchered out, and 2018 Shelby's crying her eyes out. Mm-hmm. And then Johnny gets up and is like, no, wait, I must kill him, and I must finish him. And he, he spit on my wrestling And he, he knows where my wedding ring is, and I need it back. <laughs> and he just pulls Champa slowly on the gurney yes. down to the ramp. Milked it. Yes. Oh. And then you have Champa who's, like, tied to the, like, now, stop, please stop. <laughs> and you think that Johnny's rallying, right? You think, because he handcuffs his hands behind his back, the like suits come out and try to break it up and he's like nope and just keeps pummeling them keeps super kicking them and then all of a sudden Tommaso out of nowhere does a DDT DDT on the exposed wood of the mat beautiful with his hands still handcuffed behind his back and then covers him and he wins two three and you could hear a pin drop in that arena everyone was stunned and i'll tell you this you don't get those moments often Mm -hmm. and when you do when you hear that pin drop that silence it's a little bit scary because for a split sec i know i thought this i they had to have was like oh my god what have i done we killed the business Holy, they're going to come into the ring and murder us. They hate us now. We've ruined the like, feud. Like, they, 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 we've ruined wrestling for thousands of fans. <laughs> oh, my God. It's my fault. And then, and then the, the and it's like, no, no, no. Okay, we're, we're good. 
we're good. The business is not dead. We didn't kill it. Yeah. And it, I mean, just stunned, stunned reactions on people's mm -hmm. faces. Like every, and to compare the match that we previously talked about with Goldberg and Brock. Yeah. The faces that you saw panned out at the end of this match were disinterested. And um, yes. what did we just watch? And wait, did I just pay money to watch this match? Oh, God. When I think about it, Shelby, <laughs> I get. Mm. Versus Johnny and Tommaso, shocked, dismay, upset, people crying. Like, fans just so into this feud. And it made me want to keep watching. Yeah. And yeah. you're like, holy shit, what else can they do? And I mean, and they continued it. Right. 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 And it it's was because the the, it's the constant yes. thorn in the side. It's the uh what uh, what's a good the the example uh, for all the Trekkies out there, it's the uh it's what the what the hell is the guy's name? You are looking at the wrong person. I yeah, have no this idea. Was a terrible example oh. for me to start off seeing as I'm not even a Trekkie. Forget <laughs> it. We're just gonna <laughs> <laughs> analogy crash. And it, I know. You know what? It was <laughs> fine. It was the asteroid uh, belt. For the Millennium Falcon, it uh -huh. just kept popping up. There you go. There's, you saved it. Yeah. yeah. Did I, though? I, I mean. <laughs> I was being nice, but yeah. I mean, it's, there is no, like, NXT without a Johnny and Tommaso yeah. feud. Like, it's just not. Like, when you. Khan. That was his name. There you go. You did it. Yes. I know that name. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> but yeah, in, in my mind, this match is perfect. And it's, I, 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 I had so much fun watching it again. And I hadn't watched it in years mm -hmm. until and I, I made this comment to you after. I'm like, I really need to go back and just watch old NXT right. takeovers. We, we, made it, we made the comment during it. It's like, isn't it nice to watch good wrestling? Have, <laughs> yes. And, and to just comment on how good and like hearing you be like, yes, that's how you do it. Yeah. Right. Like, like move after move after move of just, you know, uh, just, uh, so in sync with one another that yeah. you just know exactly what's going to happen. And, you know, when you're friends with somebody, it's so much easier to work yeah. with them. It's I really hope that because um, obviously we won't get matches like that on NXT. Not for a while. No, it, but I hope that the two of them will reunite again at some point somewhere and they can just keep feuding for the rest of their lives. I, I think it's inevitable. I don't think they want it any other way. I definitely don't want it any other way. Right. And I just want to keep watching Johnny Tommaso matches because it just makes go. me so happy. You know, if I had, if this was on This Is a Work, mm -hmm. I would. Oh, yes. What would you give this match? I would strongly give this match four and a half melters. <gasps> really? Yeah. yeah. Okay, that's that's high, yeah. folks. I don't know if you you know this. That is high. <laughs> that is high praise. From if you ever listen to this is work, and by the ratings, you don't. Oh, stop. So. <laughs> <laughs> but it, that is a very very high score and high praise. And yeah. I'm glad that I picked one that you, you really it's just, liked. It's about the passion behind the match. It doesn't have to be aesthetically accurate and technically sound it's the story that goes with it that makes it beautiful it's what makes this an art form and you know what the difference is what's that they believe in it yeah right they believed in that story they believed in that feud and they believed that the other one could run with them and, and that's I, what it takes yeah you have to believe in it somewhat you you at least have to give thirty percent of your own belief to make anybody else believe it. Yeah. The problem is if you start to believe it more than thirty percent, you get sucked into your own hype, and then you had the problems that you had in the eighties and nineties. But we won't get into that. I mean, that's also called method acting. That's true. You know, if want to put it, and in that's the, the reason you don't like Jared Leto, right? We're yep, nope. We are not even going to talk about that. <laughs> how about how about that for a sidetrack? 
Well, I'm glad that you liked my match that I picked, and I'm... I really did. And, you know, I want to do this again, and I want to do my favorite match and your most hated match. You know, that... I'm probably going to go through my checklist and write down my top five just like I did before because I'm sitting here thinking and I don't really know what that would be yet. Yeah, well, we've got a we've got a while. It looks like our schedule is going to be monthly. Yeah, no, I I think that's that's fun. Yeah. Yeah. But you know what? Um, I've enjoyed this. But Mm -hmm. before I uh, before we sign off, if you would, I want to play a game. Oh, okay, Yeah. And I want to play 20 questions with you. Ooh, okay. And the, the, the catch on this is you have to guess the wrestler in 20 questions or less. Okay. Now, here are the rules. You have 20 questions that you can ask me. Mm-hmm. They have to be yes or no questions. Okay. Okay? The... Uh, I think I got it. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, I've got my wrestler. I've actually had this in my head for a week or so now. Okay. So, I'm ready. Are you ready? I am ready. Okay. All right. Ask your question. Is this a male wrestler? Yes. Okay. Um, was Were they popular during the Attitude Era? Yes. Okay. Are they currently wrestling now in 2022? No. Oh, okay. Good. Um, are they, would you consider the, their style to be high flyer? Not at all. Not at all. Okay, great. Um, would, did this person have a specific look that they wore all the time? Indubitably, yes. Okay. Is this person from Texas? No. Damn it. Okay, I thought I knew it. Um, um, did this person wear trunks? Sometimes. Okay. A lot of the times, actually. A lot of the times. Okay. Was it, was, were the trunks a particular color? Oh, yes. Okay. Were they black? They were not. Okay. Um, was this wrestler... Oh, now I'm blanking. You're asking great questions. Oh, thank you. Okay. Uh, um, was this wrestler a person of color? <laughs> no. Okay. <laughs> Just to let you know, you have 10 questions left. Oh, okay. I'm getting nervous. Okay. Um... Okay. Did this person... You'll see why I laugh when, if you figure this out. Okay. Oh, okay. Um, did this person have red hair? No. Okay. Did this person have uh, specific, like, particular tattoos? No. Oh, man. Okay. How many do I have left? You have eight questions left. Okay. I don't feel like I'm getting close at all. Um, let's see. Just by what? your line of questioning, it's. It, I was like, wow. am I dancing around it? You kind of <laughs> are. Yeah, you're getting ridiculously Ooh. close. Does this person have no hair? Like, are they bald? Yes, they are bald. Okay. Ding. Ding. Balding. Balding. Oh, balding. <laughs> I was like, wait, there's a wrestler named Bald? You said ding, like ding, ding, ding. Um, um, Okay. Pretty much bald. Balding, okay. Um, Oh, man. It's it's pretty safe to say they're they're bald at this point. It's... Okay. Oh, um, does this person have a limited moveset? Oh, does he ever? Yes. Is this person Goldberg? No. No, damn it. Okay. Um, limited moveset. Balding white man. 
Oh God, I feel like people at home are screaming it. Where's He's Trunks? Like, where's Trunks? Um, I guarantee you there are people at home screaming I it. I know. <laughs> oh man. Um, okay. You have five okay. questions left. <laughs> okay. Does this person, so he has a limited moveset. Is this person dangerous to work with? Dangerous meaning like unsafe. No. No. Okay. Um, does this person, I don't know, man, I'm running out of questions now. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'm going to, I'm going to tap. I don't know. Oh, you're going to tap. You've got four questions. I know. I know. I can't think of any more questions. Okay. Uh, Take your four questions Uh and name and just name wrestlers. Okay. Um, is this person Brock Lesnar? No. Is this person, well, I was going to say Randy Orton, but he's not balding and he has tattoos. Um, (laughs) does this, is this person Steve Austin? No. Is this person, I can't think of any more bald guys. Um, Scott Hall. (laughs) No. <laughs> Rest in peace, sir. Um, last one, right? Last one. All right. For the money shot. Is this person John Cena? God, you're just so close. No! Who was it? You were dancing around all the popular ones mm-hmm. and you did not say the most popular one. Hulk Hogan. No! <laughs> Why him? Because I feel I, I picked the most popular wrestler ever. <laughs> Damn it, man. I was avoiding him at oh, all costs. Oh, you were. I hate you were. that man. I, I know. hate that man. Oh, man. Oh, you did. It's, yeah, I he thought, has a limited moveset. He is currently balding. He is not the Do you see why I here. laughed a little when you said, is he a white man? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I do see that now. He's definitely not a person of color, and he probably would get mad at me if I said that. And then I had to, um, and, and I, I, I thought you were going to get it when I said, when you said, "Is he bald?" I was like, "He's balding. He's pretty much bald. He's." I think I just like I pushed that man out of my wrestling worlds like so far on the outskirts that he did not even pop into my head as a possibility oh wow (laughs) Kara, were you uh were you close on that one no 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 okay good at least i feel better did you have any idea no no okay (laughs) i was for sure thinking that you were gonna pick steve austin because he he was my favorite well to be honest spoiler alert that was going to be my next pick for the next game but not now well Well, hopefully as time goes on i'll get better (laughs) oh no no no. i i think you did a tremendous job okay okay i feel like i asked very detailed questions (laughs) you really did i i I thought you were gonna get it but you know that that, this is why you play the game this is why we go into championship rounds it's true and i i you know people at home i appreciate i could feel you're yelling at me i could feel it um i appreciate your support and you know we'll continue to we may continue to do this if unless people sure. don't like it then, then we'll, we'll think of something else but yeah. I, I like the game i like because on our other shows we have our little segments like you have fashion plate and sure sure you know um and best actor and we have est and uh ignorant slut right so i think this is fun yeah yeah i'm enjoying it i'm enjoying it (laughs) well um i think that's gonna wrap us up yeah i mean i know we i i don't know the schedule for long walk talks i know they just finished stan's uh perfect 10 series right yes um but i know that there's a lot of wrestling coming up soon so much wrestling we have WWE WrestleMania backlash. Yeah, it's it's the backlash from what happened over the two night WrestleMania. And you know, yeah. I was telling Kara uh just last night, it feels like me and Barnes 
just did last year's WrestleMania backlash. Mm-hmm. It feels like we just finished it and now we're doing another one. I mean, backlash is kind of a pointless pay-per-view, right? Like it's <laughs> It is now. It yeah. used to not be. <laughs> yeah. I mean, when you have a pay-per-view a month, you know. Yeah. But we have AEW has two pay-per-views coming up soon. We they have uh, AEW, is it Double or Nothing? It is Double or Nothing coming up at the end of the month. And then uh, Forbidden Door, oh. which is a partnership with New Japan, which I am stoked about. Like, that is, I am so excited because you don't get to watch New Japan very easily over here in the States. And you know, I think we're going to have a surprise for that one. So yeah. we'll, we'll talk about it. We'll yeah. talk about it later on in the, um, there is a bug in here. It, it, <laughs> it is. It, it circled around Kara, and then it came to me, and then now it's you, on you. You've been acting like a true professional and just <laughs> ignoring it, and I just absolutely the, stopped the press the when it comes to me. The moment it came into your eyesight, you were like, I can't see. There's a bug. <laughs> there's, a, there's, there's been a bug for 20 minutes, dog. Well, clearly, I need to see to talk. So, <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, we do have a surprise for that one, but I think we'll keep everybody yeah, we'll, out of the loop on that we'll, for a We'll hold that bit. one close to the chest, yeah. and uh, we'll, we'll, we'll let you know when it comes around. Mm-hmm. Well, Shelby, um, if people want to follow you, uh, where can they go to? Well, if you want to follow me personally, you can do that on Instagram at SlayAllRay. And if you want to follow us uh, for This Is A Takeover on Instagram and Twitter, you can do that at This Is A Takeover on Instagram and This Underscore Pod. Uh, Gina on Twitter. And Gina and I are currently in the process of trying to revamp our show because uh, NXT has decided to take our takeovers away. Yes. And we are quite sad about that, but we, we're not going to be not having a show anymore. That is definitely not going to happen. Yeah. Um, we are planning on just, you know, taking a little bit of time and trying to revamp and right. trying to see what else we can talk about. Yeah. Um, but for right now, we... If you can still follow us on Instagram, we're still trying to post as much as we can. Yeah. So if anybody wants to follow you, dogs, where can, uh, they, where can they find you? Well, I'm rarely on Twitter anymore. Yeah, uh, I have to tell you your handles yeah, and your names all the time. Yeah, uh, but I remembered it this time <laughs> I, uh, yeah. because I just checked. <laughs> That's what you were doing. Yes. That's exactly what okay. I was doing. <laughs> you can follow me uh, at Immortal2Dogs and on Twitter. You can get me at this is a work on Instagram, and you can also get me at number two underscore d o g g z on TikTok. Oh, you're back on the TikTok. Oh, I am a TikTok phenom. Oh, I love um, it. Are you TikTok famous yet? No. Oh God, no. <laughs> it's, it's, I've I've been known to have as many as thirty six followers. Oh, look at you. <laughs> I mean, hey, in small town South Carolina, like that's pretty good. And almost none of them are spam bots. So No, uh, none of know, them. None <laughs> of them. But if you want to keep up with Long Walk Podcast on our social media, you can follow us on Facebook at Long Walk Podcast and Long Walk Productions. Um, and on Instagram, you can follow us at Long Walk Pod. And, well, I guess we're going to shut this one down now. So, for Shelby Death Ray Patterson and Kara Hayes, thank you for running the board for us tonight. Yeah, Kara. Uh, and everyone at uh, Long Walk Podcast, this is David Two Dogs Hayes saying, guys, watching the past is fun, but keep your eyes on the future as far as everything else goes. Let's call it in the ring. Thank you for listening to This Is A Rewind.